she'll be coming around <laughs> the mountain when she comes. That might be pushing it. Okay. When it's going so well, that and you, one... you wreck the last note. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. Here's three words. Here's three, there are three words I want you to remember, and then at the end of the podcast, we'll see if you can remember. Okay. Okay, you ready? Hit me. Yeah. You can't write them down. My hands are up. <laughs> Sunrise. Okay. Banana. Okay. Chair. Got it. Wow, I, I had my physical today. <laughs> I know, and I had it really scared me. She goes, "Okay, I'm going to tell you three words, and at the end of our appointment, you have to tell me what they are." Of course, in my mind, I'm going, "Oh no, I'm not going to remember." But I just I know. painted painted a little picture, and I remembered. Okay, well, I'm over here painting my own little picture. What, what if at doing? the end of the podcast, I'm like. Camera, man, TV. Wait, what was? <laughs> we don't need I to don't say even his name. Know. I'm just glad they didn't give me six. <laughs> good one, Beza. Good one. I know, but I'm when I no, I'm saying I'm painting my own little picture. I meant in my head. I love how quickly oh. you went on that journey with me. Like I would have an easel up already or something. <laughs> but see, immediately I went to sunrise. Okay, so morning time. Mm-hmm. Banana, banana. I sat down on the chair and ate the banana. Uh huh. Wasn't so bad. Oh. Ooh, I like what you did. Then there. I had then I had to fill in the numbers on a clock, which she doesn't know, but I've been doing this for months because that's what they tell you when you when you reach a certain age, they're gonna ask you to do that. So you've been oh. studying for your physical? <laughs> I, every now and then I just check myself. You just stand I in front of the do? mirror and you're like Head, shoulders, <laughs> knees and toes. Knees hey, and toes. all those years that kept my mind sharp. Yeah, I do think the physical activity tied to voice is important. Oh my gosh, is it ever? Even just movement. Yeah, I did my exercise this morning from therapy that I'm supposed to do that I never do. It's like every week I go to therapy and I'm like, I haven't changed and I can't be fixed. And she's like, well, how about you work on the things in between the times we see each other? You don't have Obviously, I know I've made progress. I'm just saying, like over the years, for sure, I've made progress. I just oh my, and being able to just deal with everything and move forward. So for sure, but I just mean, there are sometimes I get in there and I'm like, uh, the song I just sang. Uh, <laughs> this has <laughs> been an especially one. rough past week, as you know. I had a bike accident. Yeah, your bike, yeah. And uh, so I am. How still are you feeling today? Yeah, it did. Basically, my left side, my ribs and stuff, it hurts to cough or laugh, but it's a little better this morning. I slept up with pillows under my arm and in between my legs. Have you gone to the chiropractor yet? I'm going to go later today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so, um, but I was, it really upset me falling from my bike because I'm such a good rider. You are a good rider. You know, so, so we've discussed this, so we don't need to get into it too deeply, but the point is. It upset me because I'm such a good writer, and it it gives you a taste of of that youth, like your invincibility. 
Cause like I'm over yeah. here, like I, I don't wear a helmet by the way. And the reason I don't is because I feel like I can see better without it and move better. And I know, and, and of course in the past, I think Tim Simeone was like, and I, I used to say, I didn't want it to mess up my hair. And he was like, well, I think a bus will mess up your hair pretty bad. Yeah. So why don't you wear your helmet? And I never would. Okay. So it just plays into the idea of me being a woman child because I do think like, obviously I know you can't prepare for everything. Like I'm not perfect. Things come out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting to fall. Duh. But I hit a curb pretty hard. Yeah. I just, I don't actually don't remember what happened is the issue. And thankfully Chris was there to make sure. Otherwise, who knows what would happen to me? I think I would have been passed out at the gas station. But either way, so I then had two days where I just like, maybe three, I I can't remember, where I just sobbed myself to sleep. Like scream crying was coming out of me. I couldn't help it. And I think it was a compound of a lot of things. It was me not like saying what I wanted or needed in my relationship. It was me not seeing my family, who I'm very close with for almost a year now. Like, and I'm underestimating the time I've spent alone in this pandemic. This morning at the table, I'm like, you know, I'm I'm always very aware of like, I've always been called or or identified as independent, right? Very right. independent. We've always said that about me. Yet I was finding myself lately feeling codependent, which is very not like me. And I have to understand that I've been alone. I mean, if anything, <laughs> if I was codependent, it was on strangers for laughs. And in my relationships, I remained d- independent. Yeah. Like I never really, I'm not saying I never loved the people I dated. I did or need them at times. But I just mean, I think I was codependent on strangers every night to give me whatever I was needing there. Well, So I, then I spending all that time that. alone. I mean, I'm not trying yeah. to, um, this is not the answer. I'm just, this is what I was thinking of this morning. Because yeah. it's like, well, then I don't have that outlet. So where am I going to get right. it from? And yeah. I've had to lately turn inward and do it all by myself. Well, yeah. I Like I said earlier in the week, you're not alone. I think yeah, a I lot mean, of people definitely. experience it in very different ways, but I think that bike wreck kind of- Oh, it disturbed something bit. deep within. Like I will never ride again without my helmet. I yeah. And my it. friend Emily Dereza sent me an edible arrangement and it said- I knew it was her right away. She, the edible <laughs> arrangement came. I wasn't expecting it. And, and the card said, uh, I miss our rides. Love, helmet. <laughs> she is a dear, dear friend. Yeah. She is she's a dear friend. Me as yeah. the helmet. But I got yeah. it out. And I will, of course, wear my helmet from here on out. It wasn't smart. The tr- of co- Okay. But being me, I'm just going to go ahead and say I did not hit my head. Thank God. But I did because get head whiplash. injuries are bad. They they kind of I know. I'm just saying, like, stay with you later on. Maybe the helmet would have helped, or maybe it would have hurt because I hit. Oh, because I had such whiplash. <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, my arm is healing, but it's not. Oh great. my gosh! Yeah, it is looking better. And that my was legs. Bad. Yeah, my shoulder is also still has this like bruise right here, and oh. yeah, bad by my ankle and in my thighs. But that was oh. also obviously triggering. What? Speaking of arm pain, I told my doctor this morning about that pharmacist that gave me the pneumonia plus the flu in the same arm. Yeah, she if was you're really out there upset. Listening, I'm upset. She said he should never have done that. That's why you have two arms. 
So she says mobility could come back in about six months. And then the following week, I had the shingles shot in the left arm because you're supposed to do it on your non-dominant arm. Dr. Kevorkian over there. I know. I didn't know. Oh, and this get this. She said the pneumonia shot I didn't even need because I'd gotten it before. What a pneumonia shot pusher that guy was. Yeah. Yeah, they showed me this printout. Oh, okay. If anyone's listening, oh, yeah, (laughs) we're going to hear today. We're talking to Kathy, who is my friend, my childhood friend, Will Allen. We used to do speech and debate together. Now Mm -hmm. he's a, a, um, I was trying to think of the descriptor. Um, He's a playwright. I wanted to think of a good adjective and I failed. So the ship has sailed. But the point is, he's a playwright, an actor. Hello? (gasps) It's Kathy. Kathy. Yeah, it's me. Welcome to the podcast, Kathy. It's, you know, long time no talk. (laughs) I know. It's been a while. I think the last last time you came to Chicago, which was a couple years ago now, I guess. Yes. I know. I'm going to say like- Hi, Kathy. This is Diane. Hi, Diane. How are you? I just have to horn right in there and say hello. Nice to- Well, I'm glad you did. For you, uh, for you to be on our podcast today, so oh, sweet I was of you! Thrilled, I was thrilled to be asked. <laughs> Yay. It's, Yay! It's my first time. I've been on one, so yeah, it's cool. <gasps> oh, We're your first we podcast. Fun. Yeah, you know, this was. I mean, honestly, this was. Well, this was Mom's first podcast too. Diane, my mom. Yeah, I, know, I didn't even know what a podcast was till we started these things. It's so fun. Well, There's no pressure. Yeah, it's. I listened to um, Bezad's mother's <gasps> podcast that you did with her. Uh, Isn't she sweet? You know what? Yes. You know, I, I've don't really, I've never really met her. I've seen her, um, at the Jeff awards one time, but, um, yeah. I had no idea. Like she had such an amazing history with her acting and all that stuff. So that was very interesting. Yeah, yes. I know. That's the thing. Like, so you and, so just for listeners, it's like, Will and I, we, we talk, we spoke like for two seconds before, um, we got to hear from you, but it's like, for the listeners, Will and I, essentially we grew up together. He's one year younger than me, but um, we became friends during speech and debate in, in high school, more on the speech side. It's always funny they're paired together because they seem so opposite. But growing up in <laughs> Dayton, Will and I met doing that in the humorous interpretation category. And that's when I was first introduced to you. And um, yeah, honestly, I think I was scared of you, Kathy. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, you're smart and that? intimidating. I don't know why. Sometimes you can't explain things. Do you remember Mrs. Eschbach, Kathy? Uh, no. She Eschbach? was my third grade. T- yeah, she was my third grade no. teacher at Smith. And no. she sort of like, she was like actually my favorite teacher, but she was like kind of strict and to the point. Yeah. And I think that's probably why. And uh, I don't know why I make that comparison, but she was just like so smart and I respected her. And I think I got that vibe from you where I was just. Well, that's, that's nice. But I I think my students will tell you I wasn't really that strict. So, and I, <laughs> I had a hard know. time getting to the point. So I don't know. But anyway. <laughs> okay. Cute. So we always like to get to know our moms a little bit better. So you weren't always growing up. You didn't grow up in Dayton, did you, Kathy? 
No. The other p- place I was with you, which you might not remember, is I used to help Debbie Smith with the morning announcements. Maybe it was Uh-oh. that our first introduction? <laughs> and and you did the morning announcements, didn't you? Oh, yeah. I got into oh, yeah. trouble. Well, I had fun. <laughs> I was in the room. I was in the room every single time. You were in the Maybe room. Maybe that's why I'm picking up. This is could be why I was picking up these I was always vibes. in the room. <laughs> <laughs> in the room where it happened. That's yeah. funny. I, I heard about some of those announcements, like bring your pet to school day. Was that one okay, of them? That, yeah. That was a yeah, small prank. She got in prank. trouble. She got in trouble I for think, that. But, I think she did get in trouble for that one because she didn't say it was a joke. And yeah. so I taught seventh grade and the seventh graders oh, no. were so excited because oh, no. they thought they were going to get to bring their pet to school because they saw oh, it on the announcements. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Kathy. Oh, Kathy. Yeah. Yeah. Were you teaching English, right? Or no, no, no. What I taught seventh grade, social, seventh grade social studies. Right, because oh, you're studies. actually a, an accomplished okay. traveler. Yeah. But when but, you... Uh, not, uh, I, I don't think I would have had you because I didn't uh, start teaching at Oakwood till Will was a freshman. Okay, so oh, that's okay. why that would make sense then. Yeah, I wondered about this with all your, you know, all your involvement in in uh, drama. I wondered if you were a teacher, and and then Beth said you had been, you know, traveling. You were a traveler and um, looking into educational programs around the world. So that sort of intrigued me. I'm a teacher too. Are you? Are you? Well, or, not anymore. Well, I retired. Are you retired now? Yeah, I'm retired. Where did you teach? Well, I taught uh, 28 years in Kettering, um, and then six years before that in um, Centerville, Atlanta, different places. But Kettering was definitely my my longest stay. But I taught music. Uh, oh, and, cool. Um, yeah, yeah. So oh, I, I did not know um, that. No, she did well, some, I like, don't think you and I really had a me. chance to talk. We didn't really have a chance to talk because Will and Beth were in, you know, different classes. You know how that is. Oakwood is sort of a right. you get to know the people on the teams or, you know, kids they've gone to school with since they were in kindergarten. Those are the ones you kind of, you know, get to know a little bit. But um, well, that, so are you still true. teaching, Kathy? Are you still no, teaching? No, I retired. I live in Chicago now. I'm retired. Oh, okay. I must have skipped right yeah. over that. Okay. But where did yeah. you grow up, Kathy? I grew up just north of Chicago here in Waukegan, Illinois. Okay. Um, yeah, that's, Illinois. that's where I grew up. Yeah. So you're and kind of back where you're back. Homestead. Well, right. That, that's why we're back in Chicago because I'm really kind of from this area. And my mm-hmm. brothers are still here and I still have childhood friends here. And my son, Will oh. Allen, was here and then he yes. moved. Which he I jumped told him was unacceptable. <laughs> but he did it anyway. <laughs> and he has a beautiful wife named Bryce. She's yeah, so nice. She's lovely. She really she's lovely. is. I'm glad he found someone amazing like her. Yeah. Because you know, I she's, am she's, I did yeah. teach Will a thing or two about um about dating. Uh he had some crushes. I Potentially showed him the ropes. Um, well, I'm maybe really it's time interested for him to, to know you. what. <laughs> I'm interested <laughs> to know what you did, Beth. I yeah. do think I know, but I I don't know if I I'm at liberty to share the details. I don't want to embarrass him, but I Better do not. think I taught him how to kiss. Um, oh, I think okay. he would. Well, very good. I, I think he would c- confirm. We have discussed it since. 
But he also showed me stand-up comedy, actually, Will did. He's the one who, he, he burned me my first Jim Gaffigan CD. And oh, got, oh, he's the one who like, introduced me to stand up. Yeah. So I yeah, wasn't interested I in that. it before. I was more obsessed with like movies and imitating them, which brings us to speech and debate, of course. But like, he is the one who introduced me to stand up in the first place. So when I guess I'm curious too about when you're growing up in Waukegan, Kathy, what, yeah. and you have what, two older brothers? I have a older brother and a younger brother. So you're middle child. Yes. Okay. And growing up and stuff, did you like have interest in the arts? Like what were some things that you like to do as a kid growing up? Well, so where I grew up, um, really there, there were no arts programs. Um, Hmm. It's absolutely not like the world will grew up in in any way, shape or form. But we did have, um, when I was in the eighth grade, uh, we would have a, we did have a chorus teacher. And so we would have a, like a Christmas program or something like that. And sure. so when I was in the eighth grade, we did this Christmas pageanty type thing. And um, there was a king and a queen in it. And I got to play the queen. And I did have a couple of lines. So like that was huge. And people yeah. were pretty jealous <laughs> that they weren't the queen. So like that was enormous. That was enormous. And then the I didn't have any, um, I was in a high school band. I played the clarinet and the trouble was it was also a marching band and I couldn't march and read music at the same time and play at the same time. I don't think I could, I don't think I could do it either. I really I always wondered about that. No, oh. I could play. <laughs> Or I could march, but I couldn't play and march. It's <laughs> so cute. You looked at your Which teacher and you're criteria, like, you're going to have to choose. That's a criteria for marching Yeah. So how did you get around that? Did they just have like uh, a... Well, I was only in band for one year. Because oh. like I... Yeah. So I then um, when I was a senior in high school... Um, well, I tried out as a freshman in high school. We were doing um, a Shakespeare play, and I tried out for the lead. And of Ooh. course, because I had all that experience as being the queen, you know, in my yeah. eighth grade show. <laughs> Your resume was booming. <laughs> the queen. So, I just assumed I was going to get a part, but I didn't get any part, surprisingly enough. Aww. And then I, in when I I went to a, a different high school my senior year, and. Why? Um, uh, we moved from North. We actually lived in North Chicago, Illinois, which okay. is right by Waukegan, Illinois. We moved to Waukegan when I was a junior, but okay. I mean, it's like okay. this—they're the, neighboring cities. It's like Kettering and Oakwood, so I mean, it's okay. all the same area. They're real close. But, yeah. yeah, but when I was a senior, Beth, you might actually identify with this play. I'm not sure, but we did a play that is seldom done in high school called "Bye Bye Birdie." Ooh. I don't know if you've heard of that. <laughs> I have. Mama. I may have, I may have uh, played the role of May Mama Peterson and stuffed my bra sure with I large bags of brown sugar. I recall you very vividly. Extremely vividly in that show. Hitting very people with vividly. her purse <laughs> yeah. in the eyes. Oh, It was so fun. It was like such well, a was, good experience. I was just in the chorus, so... Oh, but that's fun because see. you get that's to like pop awesome. out of a window. Did you hear about Tim or whatever it is? 
Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Have you heard about Hugo and Kim? Yes. Thank you. I was one letter off. Yeah, and you're I welcome. Hugo. <laughs> oh, that would be such a fun uh, course part to play, though, because they were involved in a lot of the different scenes, weren't they? I mean, did you dance? Yes. And, yeah. And yeah. Sing and, yeah. Who played oh Conrad Birdie? Do you remember? <laughs> Who played Bye Bye Birdie in your show? No, 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 in yours, because ours was Gabe Shaneline. I remember him playing oh, Conrad Birdie. Well, yeah. here's a fun fact. So actually, I went to an all-girls Catholic school for my senior <laughs> year of high school. <laughs> and so, so did you have to bring um, in boys from another school? Yes. Yeah. So, Sorry. But I don't remember the boy's name because I only saw him during the play. Like, I was probably never knew his name. Yes, yeah. he was very cute. Yeah, really yeah. nice and really cute. That is always the fun little crossover. Like they, when you can convince the football players to come and do the play, because it just seems like two worlds colliding for whatever reason. (laughs) Very glee. Um, Yeah. But you know, a lot of times it works. Yeah. Surprisingly. It does. Well then the the other, the other way in which I was involved in theater um, was then we moved to Frankfurt, Kentucky um, when Will, Will was actually born down there. Yeah, and I was going to say I that rings a bell now that you say that, because I was like, yeah. hey, I remember him mentioning um, that. Okay. We didn't move to Oakwood till he was in seventh grade. Okay. So, but when we were down there, I was the drama coach oh, and I put awesome. on all the school plays. How so, um, Ooh, that's a lot of work. It was fun. <laughs> it was a lot yeah. of work, but it was a lot of fun too. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's where I learned how important theater is for kids because mm-hmm. Now, I know this doesn't apply to you, Beth, but because mm-hmm. you're like multi-talented, but oh, for a lot of kids that tried out for my play, those were the kids who really didn't have any other connection in the school. A lot of them, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. they weren't a uh, part of any group. They didn't have a lot of friends. They, um, but they, so that was kind of like to a couple of them, that was like everything, you know, I, they would say like, oh, I yeah. wait the whole year for this and this is what keeps me going, that kind of thing. Oh, um, so I, I thought that, that was really important about theater because mm-hmm. a lot of times it's one of those niche areas for kids who don't have any other area, you niche. know, they're not in yeah. sports and things like that. Yeah. So, and in our, and in our area in the Midwest and, you know, sometimes like coasts have, this reputation of being, um, I don't know, having more arts programs and, you know, sometimes in small towns or Midwest towns, like we kind of, we don't really get the best rap for being welcoming of those students who might only participate or or feel like outliers. Yeah. Trying to find their place. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I kind of feel, I kind of feel like speech and debate is like that for some of the high school kids too. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I agree too. You know, well, Oakland was so small, though, don't you think, Kathy? I mean, it was so small that, um, like, you know, I, I never would compare, but my, you know, I taught in Kettering, and you look at the high school there and the programs that the kids are involved in, they're huge. And then the beauty of Oakwood, what I always thought was the kids couldn't, you know, they were encouraged to get involved in a lot of different activities. So you... Yep. I think there were more, uh, really more opportunities almost for them. Um, well, that's, about that's that. probably true. No, I think you, that's but, true. I, I mean, for example, the, the plays that Oakwood did, I think anybody who wanted to be in one of the plays got cast in some way. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, especially like the thing. musical things like yeah, that. Right. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. like that, Will, those moments are detrimental to you. Like if you like look for your name on there and it's not there. <laughs> I mean, movies and <laughs> oh. TV dramatize that moment, but you know, you go and you see if your name's on there or what you were cast as, and it's like a stressful moment. Yeah. Well, but Kathy, go back to, to what you were saying about the importance of theater, though, with the kids that you uh, were working with. I just wanted you to say where you were headed there, because I think what an important point to make that theater can make a big difference for kids that can't find their niche anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I really think it was just interesting because a lot of the kids who uh, and the only way. I didn't care what a kid was like at school. I didn't care if this was a terrible kid. I didn't care anything about that. The only thing that got them cast was how they did during the audition. Mm-hmm. So anybody could audition. Anybody could get a part. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. like, well, you got, you're you always in trouble and blah, blah, blah. No, I didn't care about that. You just had to be willing to work hard in the play. So a lot of kids who, you know, were kind of, you know, I had kids who were always in trouble. Um, mm-hmm. and sometimes they could be kind of little, not very nice during play practice too, but, um, mm-hmm. that was really rare. You know, it didn't, mm-hmm. uh, I had one girl, I forget what she did. She was in trouble all the time. I cast her in the play. People thought I was crazy and darn her the day of the play, the opening day, she did something in the morning that got her suspended. <gasps> oh, so no. the- <laughs> Oh, so, dear. I know. Oh, I was so mad. I was so oh, mad. I bet. And so for one day, I forget what she did, but she was suspended for one day, but it was the opening day. And so um, she didn't have a huge part, but she had lines and stuff. But this little girl who was doing the lights, she said to me, um, I can, I can take her part. Oh, and I said, gosh. you don't, you don't know the, you don't know the lines. Yes, I do. She knew all, <laughs> she knew all the lines from every character in the play oh that my she gosh. memorized while she was doing the lights. So she just went on that day and she, she played that part. Yeah, it was cool. Oh, <laughs> I love fantastic. that. That's fantastic. That's such a fun story. Yeah. yeah oh. maybe, that's like the, the the girl who got in trouble. I feel like that's her maybe her first or third or seventh lesson in self-sabotage. Um, <laughs> who knows? Oh, it's just like, I have my show tonight. I'm going to ruin it for me and everyone. <laughs> I don't know. She was just always, I don't even remember what she used to do now to get in trouble, but she used to get suspended periodically. I don't, I don't remember what it was. Aww. She might've, we used to have a lot of fights at that school in Kentucky for some reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and she probably got in a fight or something like that. I don't remember, but I was, remember the principal called me in. So the principal called you in to tell you to break the news with her in the room and oh. to ask me, and I remember, like, I was so mad, I was shaking. And um, he said, well, what will happen if she gets suspended or something? I go, you know what? She put, I remember saying this, I go, you put the play in jeopardy. And I was like, <laughs> this is clearly the most important thing that will ever happen in the United States of America. And you that. <laughs> Wait, what was the show again? Was it Sha- not Shakespeare? This was an Aladdin. Um, it was Aladdin. Was the show? Yeah. The show yeah, must go on. That year. Oh, yeah. the show went on. Yeah, because that girl knew every line in the play. It was so funny. Cheers I think to that's the light. fantastic. No fear. It was. She, she, yeah. she wasn't afraid to embrace it, and she went for it. No, she yeah. went for it. That's yeah. cool. 
Well, I think we need to take a break. So we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. I'm not tired. So this is Frankfurt, and Will must have been going to the same school system at that time. Will was in the same school, yes. He was at school with me. And um, so he was in sixth grade that year, I think. And um, every year, I would take a kid, and I would, I guess this was illegal, but I didn't really know know about it or care. <laughs> but I would, uh, I would write another character into the script that wasn't originally there, and I would give that character a couple lines. <laughs> so like, like some I kid who that. really wanted to be in the play, blah, 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 blah. So that particular year, that was Will. And so yes. there was a character. I don't know how I got away with doing that. But there was a character <laughs> in this play, Aladdin, called Tulil. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like a little hunchback or something, something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, so I wrote in a character called Three Lil, and then that was Will. So we had Two Lil, that was a legitimate character, and we had Three Lil. That was, and I think he had one or two words that he got to say or something. But anyway, was that his first taste of of like acting or no? Because he was uh, in his play in fifth grade. He was in okay. fifth grade at the previous school. They had a school play, and he was in that. So mine was his second, more or less. Oh, okay. um, second. Yeah. And oh, his mom, yeah. the then, director. But when he got to Oakwood, he wouldn't try out for the junior high plays, which I didn't understand. He he just wouldn't. So I feel like Danny that Sirico, age, uh, Maybe. Oh, yeah. Danny Sirico yeah. was in the plays, and I knew mm-hmm. Danny from something else um, so that I had done in Dayton. And um, he said, well, you know, they need boys like crazy. He would have got a part if he tried out for the play. No boys ever try out. So, oh. but he didn't. So he didn't get into any high school plays till he was a sophomore. Because it was probably I'm ninth sure. grade that he got into speech. Uh, yeah, he was already, yeah, that would probably have had something to do with it because Candy was the play director. Yeah, so she maybe yeah. she recruited him or something. Yeah. But I want to go back a teeny bit because when you were – so growing growing up in Waukegan and stuff, was it set for you to go to college or would that have been out of the norm? Absolutely not. Absolutely okay. not. No. Yeah. In fact, I had no intention of going to college because my parents had drummed that into me early on. Like, you're not going to college. You need to okay. make sure – my mother was like, you need to take typing and shorthand in high school – because then you can get a job. Well, but mm-hmm. I had friends who were going to college, so mm-hmm. I didn't want to do that. So I start, I put myself like on a college track. So I was taking foreign language and this kind of stuff, but yeah. I wasn't going to college. So when I graduated from high school, I didn't have anything to do. And my mother was upset because I had wasted my high school education by not wow. taking shorthand and typing like she was like, you really wasted your high school education. So, oh. but I had a friend um, who was in the Navy. So Great Lakes Naval Training Base is in North Chicago. And I worked at that base one summer when I was in high school. And I met this girl there. She was in the Navy and she was getting out and she was driving to home to California and she wanted someone to ride with her. So I didn't have anything to do. 
So I rode out to California with her where at the time you could go to college for free at a state school in California. You did not have to be a resident of that state. What? You just could walk across the, no, you could walk across the border into the state and go to school for free. So that's how I went to college. That's incredible. That's fantastic. You took a real crossroads vacation and I'm imagining you in a convertible, your hair blowing in the wind. Two women oh, in you got that all wrong. She had, <laughs> she had a pickup truck that had been chopped down from being a station wagon. <laughs> not exactly. Not exactly uh, that no. luxury liner. Okay. No. Did you guys sleep in the back of the pickup truck but or was it just she, filled with her stuff? Do you want to know what I took in college? What I majored in? Yes. yes. What did you college? major in? I took typing in shorthand. No! <laughs> Bless your heart. Oh. That's what I did. Because oh, by then yeah, I figured out I needed a skill. So yeah, I took well, a two-year business smart. course. Yeah. And it was free. So I, I took the long road. And then after that, were you? did you just decide to stay in, out there and get work or make your there. way back? I stayed out I stayed out there for four years and I, my first job was as a legal secretary and I loved that. And yeah. I uh, was a legal secretary for 10 years. Oh, and wow. Then, oh, gosh. Then my husband and I bought radio stations in Frankfort, Kentucky. And I worked cool. at the radio stations. Oh. Wait, okay. When did and Lee that? come into your life? Lee's Whoa. her husband. When did he come and that's, in? Well, he was born... Um, he was born in 1986. We had the radio stations. I was working at the radio station and we lived in this neighborhood. There were a lot of teachers living in the neighborhood and Will was brand new. So I was home, you know, with him and I yeah. could see that like on a snow day, these school moms were out playing with their kids in the snow. They didn't have to worry about finding childcare because they were home. The kids were home. And I started thinking, you know, that would be a really good job for a mother. Mm-hmm. And so I went back to school full time and got my teaching certificate. Oh, that's amazing. And then, wow. That's that's when I started teaching. Okay. So in Frankfurt. But okay. So how did you meet Will's dad, Lee? Um, Well, I was the legal secretary in Waukegan, and he uh, was a newsman at a radio station. And I, the legal secretaries and the attorneys used to go to this particular bar after work. And he was in there looking for some attorney because he was working on a story. And so we ended up like sitting together, talking and stuff like that. And then he asked me out and then that's how we ended up dating and getting married. Oh my goodness. He was story. He was on the case Mm -hmm. and he found love. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I love that. Very impressive. Okay, wow. so Will's a little baby. What's he like? Was he fussy? Because he's you have two kids. Yes, but I just yes. never so really Leslie, got to know. Yeah, I didn't Leslie know. is okay. about. Yeah, she's. You wouldn't have. Well, the only way you would have known her, and I think you were probably gone by this time. She um she didn't go to high school. Oh, she went to Miami, by the way, Miami of Ohio. Oh wow, that's where I went. Yes, but um she did never went to school at all in Oakwood because after she graduated from high school is when we moved. But okay. she did work. I don't know if you remember Kim Kapler and Mary Jo Scalzo from the I remember board the name office. Scalzo. Yeah, I yeah, remember she Mary was, Jo Scalzo. Well, Leslie worked in the board office for a while. 
Um, but then she went to law school. She's an attorney now. But anyway. Oh, okay. But okay, Will, cool. Bill, Will was fussy as a little kid. Um, <laughs> he was kind of fussy. fussy. But Aww. here's the thing about Will. This is this. I'm going to tell you how Will got into acting. Okay. Are you okay. interested in that? Should I talk about that? Oh, oh, we would love much. to hear that. Yes. Okay. So when he was uh, four, the movie Home Alone came out. Yes. And we went to see it. <laughs> and he became so enchanted with that movie that he, I, then I, I think video movies were coming out around that time. And I know we had the video. So he could watch it over and over and over again. Yeah. And he started like he inserted himself into that movie kind of in the part of Kevin and spent mm-hmm. a lot of time going around the house and setting up the kind of traps Kevin used to set up. <laughs> and so they could be kind of dangerous. Like he was very little, like four or five. And uh, one time I was sitting in the living room and I saw him come out of our garage and go around to our front door. And I thought, oh, he's probably going to trick ring the bell or something, but he never did. I saw him disappear. He came to the door, but he didn't do anything. So I went and opened the door, and there in front of the door was a board with the nails sticking out of it. Oh, my that gosh. That he left in front of the door because that was one of the things Kevin did <laughs> in the movie. Yes. When Marv steps on the board with the nail and he's like, ah! and falls directly back. His, oh he's walking up tar steps, his shoes come off, his socks come off, and then he steps through a nail. Yeah. Well. Oh and then another gosh. time, I came down the stairs, and in front of the scare, stairs were a bunch of his little match, matchbox cars set up, because Kevin did that in the movie, too. <laughs> he sure did. Oh, Marvin, Harry went flying on those. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. That's hilarious. Wow. I mean, that's how I got my start to, you know, getting laughs at least was imi- – I mean, I wasn't setting traps around the home, but I was <laughs> imitating Ace Ventura and Mrs. Doubtfire, Robin Mrs. Williams. Mrs. Doubtfire. And, uh, one of your favorites. Yeah, Mrs. Oh Doubtfire is still a fave. That's funny. And, and I, well, I'm trying to think of other movies I idolized. Yeah, mostly those two. And mostly I did love two. Sister Act. I loved Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. Yeah, and then so great he was a little, too. he was a little trickster. Will was, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was very was he, funny, and yeah. he was like a pretty good student, though. I mean, I as much as we were talking about us being like pranksters and silly or outgoing, like I was actually a, a good student. Yeah. Oh, I know you were. Yeah, I know you were. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like middle ground. You- I started seeing you early on, Beth, because um, I, Lee and I, for whatever reason, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, we were those parents who like showed up at all the speech meets. Yes, I and, remember. Yeah. Well, of course, Lee and I were judges. We were yeah. judges. Uh, yeah. So we were at all the speech meets for years. Oh, my god! So this might okay. honestly play into why I was nervous or scared around you. <laughs> Like what? It's not that I ever. It's not that I ever thought you were mean or something. I think it's just that it. I. It's like speech. I took speech so seriously. I mean, I was a child in a business suit, so it's like <laughs> I took it so seriously. And I think knowing, well, I couldn't ever have you as a judge. You didn't want to disappoint anybody. You didn't. want Yeah, to it was kind of like them. that. And 
I don't know. I, as I guess in that oh, world, never, it, it did feel very judge versus student in that way. I don't know. Or parent, parents. Well, that could be. Because I did see all of your performances. Because so you were there uh, from the beginning. Yeah. I almost, I think I probably saw all of them. Uh, wow. That you ever did while you and Will were in speech together. It was The Lives of the Great Waitresses, Smile, Anton in Show Business, and then my senior year, Fame Takes a Holiday. I can't believe I just remembered all those. those. I'm shocked as well. I only got to hear her practice in her room. I never got to see it like, you know, like you would have, Kathy, and I always wished I had, but uh, I heard, you know, felt like a lot of people upstairs in her bedroom, and it was just her. (laughs) practicing all those <laughs> all those different characters yeah, yeah all pe- the different I characters. guess for people listening what speech and debate is is like the debate they're just linked because they're at the same competition and building but they are so different like for us growing oh, yeah. up in Ohio Will and I did the humorous interpretation category so we would take a play that our coach Candy Pease helped us pick or usually she's like I found a piece for you and then mm-hmm. You take that play and and chop it up and edit it down to it's an abridged version that's 10 minutes long because you can't go over 10 minutes. And you play all the characters as one person. <laughs> so the only time you get to really be yourself is in the intro. But you're playing mm-hmm. all these different characters and you're typically assigning a movement, a facial expression, or some sort of physical gesture, you know, tick to the character so people can differentiate them as you play them and you have different Uh focal points for each character. And then when you Mm -hmm. pop out of that, you do your intro and that's when you're being yourself. And that was like probably the first taste of like stand-up comedy for me in the sense that you are alone, you're standing in front of a group of people and you're making them laugh. And I was often one of the only girls. But that's true. Mm -hmm. I remember that. It was that pressure. And I remember I'm still in touch with some of the women that were on on the the old circuit, like Marcy Coomer <laughs> and uh, a couple other people. But um, it was like, I took it very seriously, the competition of it. And Will was just as invested as I was. And I Absolutely. think we probably drove each other in that way. Because we, yeah. we weren't competitive in a way that was cruel. I think we were just, you know, driven. Yeah. Well, yeah, he he took it extremely seriously. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think most of the kids who did well did take it very seriously because yeah. it's a lot of work. What you're talking oh about, my gosh, it is you, a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, you spend hours and hours developing these characters, and then you go mm-hmm. to a tournament and you do it, and then you learn that you need to make these other changes. It's like that was at least for Will, from what I observed, it was always a work in progress. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the same piece, you know, Mm -hmm. because you you refined something or you added a little this or something. I mean, that's how I think it went. Mm -hmm. It really like now that we're I haven't talked about it in a long time, but it and I I know I just said it, but it really did prepare me nicely for stand up comedy. When I first thought stand up, I thought, oh, I'll never repeat a joke. I'll just go up there and make everybody laugh each time. But stand up is you know, taking a handful of rough, jagged rocks and, you know, smoothing them out. It's like every time you do a set, it's like the ocean passion, passing over them until they're like a nice little soft 
pebble and it takes years sometimes. So we only had the school year to do it, but yeah, trial and error. It was very intense from what I recall. I mean, like Kathy's saying, it's such a chunk out of your time, out of your day. And if you're doing, you know, trying to be a good student, uh, which I'm sure Will and I know Beth was, it's it was an enormous amount of time involved. Well, we would and travel weekends. on the weekends, and it's students yeah. staying in a hotel together, um, which yeah. is borderline dangerous, and <laughs> waking up very, very early, putting on yeah. a business suit as a child, and then going <laughs> and performing this piece. <laughs> and we would normally do three rounds. So you'd start with three rounds. You'd have a round... Uh, I don't know, six or seven other students in that round with you. You might remember better than me, Kathy. And then the judges in the back would rank them. And your goal would be be to get all ones, but you want the lowest scores possible so you can advance to the next round. Then you perform in whatever it would be, however big the tournament tournament was, quarterfinals, semifinals, and then the finals. And everybody always loved going to watch. Everybody who got knocked out of the tournament would come watch the final round of Humor. And they would always get a big classroom. So you'd have this, by the end of the weekend, if you made it to the finals in humorous interpretation, you had a big crowd who was there to see you perform. Yeah, that was one of the more popular ones that people wanted to go watch because it was so entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, Um, I bet. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's kind of a spectacular thing. And then it got bigger than that. It got bigger than us in Oakwood because you would want to make it to state. And then you would want to make it to nationals and represent Ohio. And I did that. I was the state champion or third in the state my junior year, state champion my senior year. And I went to national sophomore, junior and senior year. And that's where I think I, I don't want to say I broke under the pressure, but I really, I really was stressed by it, especially my senior year. And I never did that well at nationals. I think it was very stressful. I mean, there was a lot of tension. As you know, I was at all of the tournaments. I've already played yes. that out. So I, I know, you know, I love that about you. Yeah, I was, uh, we never missed it. I mean, we were like those parents, you know, um, that if somebody finally said to Will one time, go, do your parents just follow you around? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I never remember being, you a- being like too invasive though. You know, it's not like you were coming no. over and wiping stuff off of his mouth. No, 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 no. I knew no. better. No, we just sat in the back and, you know, Yeah. but, um, no, I never, I never gave him any advice or anything like that because I didn't, I mean, I just wouldn't do that, but, um, you know, it was still, I, it was very, very tense most of the time, in, yeah. especially in the big tournaments like state and nationals. It was very tense for the speakers. It really was. And Will went I mean, on to you know, do very well too. He was an, he was a very accomplished um, he, um, performer. He was a state champion his junior year, mm-hmm. and he came in fifth in nationals his senior year. That's what oh, was that's so amazing because we always wow. wanted to make it to that final round. It's a huge deal, and I never wow. did. I, I got to be the state champ, but nationals, it's like I don't know. I just kind of couldn't handle it. I guess. Um, I I mean, it's a lot of, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. Nobody makes it to that round unless they take it very seriously and work very hard at it. Yeah. Um, I I remember a student. Unbelievable. So. And then basically he went, um, well, 
And then after high school, what was Will's plan? Well, he went to North Central College in Naperville, and he originally went on a, a speech scholarship. They had a big speech team out there, but when he got out there, he went in, he switched he and went into acting. So yeah. he, I don't think he, I'm not sure he ever went to any tournaments in for college. Speech. Maybe yeah. originally a couple small ones uh, that for some reason I wasn't at. So I don't know what was going mm-hmm. on there, but um, then he switched to, to acting in college. And that's where he yeah. um, put all of his efforts after that. It's wow. interesting because I they tried to get me to do speech in at Miami. I remember the uh, Julie and Lisa. But Mama, I, why can't I? Why am I blanking? York. And um, oh yes, it yeah. was too intimidating to me. I was very. I think I was just burned out, so I never did it. I just stopped hmm. after high school. But I also then, well, like Will, decided I would get into acting. Yeah, yeah. I and the other thing that surprised me about Will, he always was really funny. And, um, you know, him and I don't, were you in that group he was in? I think you might've graduated when he was a senior, they had this uh, comedy troupe, Eric Mm -hmm. Ernst and Will, and uh, I was all sketch comedy. So, I mean, we just always assumed that's what he was going to do, you know, go into like second city or something like that. And, um, you know, he never did, you know, he mostly has been in dramatic plays. Yes. He, you know, he, he's, Definitely been in um, ventured into TV, but he's a company member at Timeline Theater in Chicago. Still, yeah, he still I watched. Is. Yeah, I was. I went to the Zoom version of one of his readings. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. boy, that pandemic just got here a few months too soon. His play mm-hmm. was supposed to open in August. Um, oh, they were wow. going to read, and I mean, you know, by August this place was shut down. So mm-hmm. anyway, that didn't happen. But I know we'll see. It, Disappointing in that oh. way. He had been, but he has like lots of stage credits in Chicago and at Steppenwolf Theater. And he also, he, he, does he acted on, sh- yeah. Yeah. He, or good people. You probably saw them all the March, Animal Farm, a separate piece. Numerous. Was there times. a play? Was there a favorite <laughs> yeah. standout for you in Chicago Pardon on stage? Me? Did you have a standout performance of his that you love um, of oh, his gosh, in Chicago? Oh, he was, um, you know, I probably can't, when you say good people, I forgot about that one. Um, <laughs> gosh, standout performances. Well, let's see. He, um, trying to think, uh, well, of course he was in history boys. That's what kicked off his career here in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, Timeline Theater that. did the play history boys. So that one definitely, um, I don't know. He, he did so many and he was really good in all of them. I mean, I'm his mother, so I thought he was just wonderful. <laughs> yes, in all of them. I bet he was. I bet he was. Um, but, you know, like Good People was a great play. Um, what else was he in? Oh, gosh. Uh, he performed at just every big theater around here, really. Small yeah, ones, and that's kind of, that yeah. was just like, yeah. it is a dream in itself, like getting to perform in Chicago in that theater scene. I didn't really do yeah. it. I did one audition. I kind of biffed it. I think it was at Victory Gardens. You know, leaving college, it was my first big audition, and I just choked. And I remember crying, and Aww. that's when I got into stand-up. I was like, I'm just going to take this into my own hands and talk about whatever I want to talk about <laughs> instead of auditioning for something I have no clue or don't really care about. Um so that was well, my you clearly made the divergence. you clearly made the right decision Thank for you. yourself Thanks, because God. obviously so you've too. had an outstanding career. 
Yeah, well, you've had you. an outstanding career. It's been fun to have so. Will out here. He he actually stepped in near the end of me getting ready for my last special, and him and Bezod came and saw me run it before I filmed it at UCB Franklin. Um, they were there like the last time I did it before filming, and it was there were some definite like. <sighs> I, I think honestly, I don't mean in any sort of elitist way, but it's almost too nuanced for me to even describe on the podcast right now because it's, I don't know how to describe it without being too insidery in my own head is what I'm saying and, and about stand-up. And I think Will oh. and Bezod understand, but there's just stand-up, it's so dependent on so many factors. There's just a lot of elements. Like in some ways you think I should make anyone laugh in any setting Anytime, anywhere, if I'm a stand-up comedian. And sometimes that's just really not the case. And mm. the material, I don't change. Like people will sometimes ask me, I was in Indianapolis and I had, you know, whatever, arguably controversial or hot button topics in my last hour special for HBO Max. And someone came up to me afterwards, was like, do you change your material when you're like here in Indianapolis? And I was like, <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't. Um, but I can see why you would ask that question because things go over better in different places. So coming back to LA mm. and having the, having Will, Will saw me work out some of that Me Too and re material. And he was there for me afterwards to discuss it. And he was a great sounding board and honestly invaluable support. Uh, I remember you saying that, that you were Early so 2020 when I was grateful working it out because it is sensitive material and hard to discuss and crowds clam up on certain things. And LA is a, its own particular place. You know, like I did bomb some of that material in Raleigh, North Carolina, because they weren't having it. And sometimes in LA it'll bomb because it's too written for them. You know, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. they want it to seem like it is off the cuff, like we were discussing what you think stand up is when you first look at it. Oh, it's off the cuff. This is a funny person. It's like, no, this is a joke that's been told hundreds of times and I'm making it look new. But <laughs> Will understands all of that. I mean, he's the one who, like I said, introduced well, me. Well, I know he's comedy. really, really glad that you're out there too. You know, he's glad to have a, a good friend like you out there. Yeah, it's um, tough. It, it can like be isolating. So knowing that you just have someone nearby that you've known for years is helpful. And that you trust. Yeah. That you, you know, kind of grew up with. And he is Bryce, so that's right. different too. But mm -hmm. yeah. So did I cut you anyway, off? Anyway, it's a tough business. No, it's a tough business you guys are in. It really, it is. really is. Yeah, you have to have yeah. so much resilience to be in that business because you're being judged all the time, all the time. Mm -hmm. yeah. Any people judge every performance they see of everything, whether they say it out loud or not, but they do, you know, like they say, Oh, you guys mm -hmm. don't see that movie. That movie really isn't very good. You know, mm -hmm. where that doesn't happen to many people in their jobs, you know, they have a boss or whatever, but yeah. it's not like thousands of people are judging you all the time. It's true. <laughs> it's it's true. It yeah. is. It's not like third. Yeah. It's not like third graders walked out of my mom's class and were like, don't go in there. She's not very good <laughs> at hot cross buns. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I mean, teachers get judged a little themselves, you know. But, you um, do have to have a version of stand-up comedy in you, I think, to stand up in front of a classroom. <laughs> you have especially, to have a good sense yeah. of humor. So, especially <laughs> freaking seventh graders, you guys. Ugh. Yeah. Well, actually, oh, seventh graders yeah. are probably sweeter than eighth graders. Definitely. There's no question. There's a huge dividing <laughs> line between seventh grade and eighth grade. There is no doubt about that. Seventh grade, they'll go along with it. They think everything's funny. You know, you can get away with a lot of like just fun, goofy stuff. By eighth yeah. grade, they're done with that kind of stuff. I taught eighth grade one year and I was like, never, never again. Bye. <laughs> That's because every day is like, different. In seventh yeah, grade, I feel like still, the, uh, in seventh grade, I feel like the students are like still like going home and secretly playing with their like dolls. And in eighth grade, yeah. they're like, I'm an adult. <laughs> Let's go exactly. pierce our belly buttons and drink beer. That summer, <laughs> that summer between seventh and eighth grade, it's a huge change, causes a big change in the kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. But seventh grade, they they appreciate humor. Uh, I've always said I'm a frustrated stand-up comedian myself because I like being <laughs> in front of an audience. Yeah. And that's seventh grade. They were a captive audience. They had to come to my class. Yes. They didn't have a choice. Yes. And I, do. I used to like it, you know, yeah. when I could make them laugh. So it was fun. Yeah. I yeah. bet you probably wrote the, I mean, like you have your material that you have to teach. So I'm sure you had some fun jokes prepared. Oh, tons. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, you can, seventh grade, they still think jokes are funny and, you know, that kind of stuff. But so it was, it was a good spot for me. I really enjoyed it. And now yeah. do, are you missing teaching or? How is it? How like obviously? Yeah, what are you doing now that you really everybody love, now even retirement? Well, but, yeah. Um, when I was teaching seventh grade, I went to Washington D.C. and um, at the train station there, there was an exhibit uh, from um, the National Refugee World. Nation, I think it was the UNHCR, United Nations uh, High Commission on Refugees, had an exhibit oh. there, and they showed like. Um, just a lot about the refugee experience. And I got really interested in that. So at the time I was teaching world history and geography. And so I developed a unit on refugees. And so I taught this unit on refugees and it's the only time in my entire teaching career before or since that when I was giving the lesson, every single kid was looking at me. Nobody was fidgeting. Nobody was looking through their backpack. Everybody was looking at me when I was giving that lesson because they really, really were interested in it and were Mm -hmm. stunned by it because they didn't know anything about it. So when I retired, as soon as I got to Chicago, I Googled refugee. And the first hit I got was for um, a resettlement agency here in Chicago called Refugee One. Mm -hmm. And so I I offered to volunteer with them. And I've been volunteering with them ever since. And I think I've done every volunteer job that Refugee One has. So I've mentored refugees. Um, I've done programming for senior citizens. I've taught ESL. Um, Just everything. I don't even remember all the things I've done. Yeah, that's amazing, Kathy. I just love it. Honestly, I really love it. And you gave all those students a gift. I mean, that's all you can do. I think uh, looking back at my education, you realize how much you missed, you know, especially this year um, with the civil, what feels like the second wave of the civil rights movement, and the Black Lives Matter movement. You look back and you see so much of what you missed in your education. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And so for you to provide any sort of insight 
or look into a world outside of Oakwood uh, was obviously valuable to the students. And I'm thankful you did that because otherwise they go through the world just not really being able to see outside themselves much. Mm -hmm. And, and things like racism or experiences that aren't easy are, are foreign to them. So. Yeah, that's what makes it really hard in that particular environment because they really aren't exposed to certain things, you know. Exactly. And then it's these a, types a small of things that go on in life, the, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And wherever they move, if it's to a big city or if they remain in the small city, those things are shocking to them, like what's mm-hmm. been going on this this year, like I mentioned with the Black Lives Matter movement or even this attack on the Capitol, the, the type of behavior is shocking. It's like, no, no, no. Uh, that's, that's just what you didn't learn about or know about because you stayed mm-hmm. in a small bubble or weren't exposed to it. So mm-hmm. learning about other people, where they're coming from, it's, uh, perspective is everything. So I'm glad that you taught that. Well, how, that I think that's true. so worthwhile in your retirement though, to be able to, you know, give that time now that you have it, you get to construct your day and your time. Mm-hmm. In your volunteering, has the pandemic put a crimp on any of that, or are you able right, to yeah. continue with your volunteering, or how's that going? Well, so um, one of the last things I was doing was um, Refugee One opened, got funded, and opened up a sewing lab uh, to teach women how to sew. Oh, and okay. so um, I don't sew, but somehow I ended up being the manager of the sewing lab, which is hysterical <laughs> because the the te- the students Aww. will be teacher, teacher, you know, want me. And I'm like, I have no idea what's going on with their sewing machine. You need to ask the real teacher. <laughs> but um, so I've gotten to know a lot of the um, women, refugee women that way. We've had a couple mm-hmm. men in there, too, but mostly it's women. Um, okay. And then uh, there's a casino that funds it fund some of it. And at the end of each session, uh, if they complete the session, then they get a brand new sewing machine. And then, oh. so when the pandemic hit, we had to close the sewing class. Um, but, uh, we embarked on a mask making project early on, like when this first started. And so the women had these sewing machines and so they started making masks and originally it was for donation. Um, okay. and we donated a couple thousand masks to the city of Chicago through our refugee oh, program. How wonderful. Oh, how worthwhile then, is that? Mm-hmm. And Great. plus then some of them, there've been some jobs that they can do at home. So yeah. right now, um, we're selling their masks online. Oh, and okay. so th- they get paid for making the masks and then people order them online. And what I'm doing now is like, I distribute the orders. So when the okay. mask orders come in. I ship them out. But other than that, and then I taught ESL. Um, what is Zoom the website for, for that? Just so we know for the masks. Refugee, refugee1.org. If you look okay. at their website, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll find the masks. You'll okay, find okay. it. But um, then I, they, they would have a graduation ceremony because a lot of those women never got graduated from anything. They never had a certificate. Now, not everybody, like some of them were, had a lot of formal schooling, but many, many had no schooling. And so we would do a graduation ceremony where they got their sewing machine and they got a certificate. And so I was always the one who did the graduation, which is another great forum for being in front of a group and being funny. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You and I should go back on the road together. 
<laughs> I know, I know, because they love to laugh. They have a great sense of humor. They think everything's funny, sort of, you know. And yeah. So yeah, it's just uh, just stand up there, you know. People are laughing, and then yeah, they get their wonderful. sewing machines. And yeah, it was really fun. <laughs> but that's all suspended now until after the p- pandemic. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, for people we'll listening, restarted. refugee1.org. So that would be a good place yes. to restock on masks. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can order that. masks from the website. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, um, that's awesome. Yeah, that would be great. Perfect. So, I think that's fantastic. I'm so glad. We accidentally talked for like uh, an hour because it was yeah, very easy to talk oh. with you. <laughs> oh, See, it's fun. It's so fun to hear from people that, you know, um, play well, that a big know- part in it's your children's true. growing up years. Yeah. And just having you guys around, like... Wh- like you're saying, you were always at them. And so like, if you weren't there, it would have been weird. You know, it was nice. You you became a staple <laughs> on the on the speech I'm scene. I'm surprised you don't remember me always being in the morning announcement room because I was there every day. <laughs> and here's the thing. I don't even do drugs. Like my mom knows this. So I don't have an excuse for why I don't remember <laughs> other than potential oh, well, <laughs> traumatic. I probably wasn't doing much. For some reason, Dr. Kornauer assigned that to me as my morning duty. I have no yeah. idea why he decided that was going to be for me because I don't know anything about technology or anything. Um, I don't know, but he just came it's in my kind room of entertaining. one morning. Says, I'm, I'm signing your duty is going to be uh, helping Debbie Smith with the announcements. I was like, okay. So All I mean, right. I would just go in there and like grade papers and, I didn't really do anything. That's probably why you don't remember me. <laughs> I used to always open the open the room, and then yeah. that would be it. And then I just sit there. So I think my <laughs> anyway. new goal is like like what we were talking about being sort of stressed by speech. I think if I get out and do stand up again, and in, in whenever it's safe, I think one of my new goals is to work hard at it, like I do, but have that less stressful feeling. Because I think I really do treat it like speech, like school, like a project that I have to be perfect at. Mm -hmm. And I think I need to try to find a little more joy, easygoing flow. And that's my, I'm just stating that to the group. I mean, it's a good goal. I'm I'm sure it's, it's hard to, um, to achieve that though, because, you know, you are putting a thousand percent into Mm-hmm. Your your stand up comedy. I mean, I'm sure it's it's difficult, but it's a good goal. Yeah. I don't know. Have you asked anybody who has been doing this longer than you, like if they ever kind of change over to yeah. where they're more relaxed about it? Yeah. I you mean, know, Bobcat Goldthwait would always tell me, even in my earlier achievements, he was like, "Remember to enjoy it." He's like, mm-hmm. "We don't we don't enjoy it enough." And ever since he's told me that years ago. And so it's like, I've known that, but it's not that I didn't enjoy it. I, I, if I lit, it's almost just foreign to me now because it's obviously the pandemic and not performing for a live crowd. But I think if I start to listen to my old recordings, um, it'll spark that joy. And I, and I know I did have fun in the moment because there's nothing like receiving that wave of laughs from a big crowd. There's mm-hmm. like nothing like it. So I know I enjoyed that and received it. I just think I was so driven like next, 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 next. And now I've just completely come to a full stop and I'm struggling to get going again. So it's yeah. just been a complicated 
artistic process. And I know Will had to adjust to the pandemic. Like I told you, I, I went to his Zoom reading of the play. There was technical difficulties. They were a little bit silly. I texted about them later because the woman sounded like a robot, you know, on Zoom when it's like, <laughs> but it's also like, uh, yeah. this is his baby. And it got messed right. up a little and it was already messed yeah. up. So right. it's frustrating. And I want yeah. for him to have his play be seen. But but even then it's like everything has its place in time. And we wanted to see this play <laughs> last year. Or we needed it last year. So yeah, anyways, I know we'll true. all adjust and move forward and he'll write another play and Bryce will continue to act and the world will go on. But sometimes it can feel like you were saying scary because this business is fickle and it's reliant right. on so many moving factors. But well, will Will's play that he was to have done in August, will that, is it on, you know, on hold that would do they hope to yeah. continue and yeah okay good yeah yeah because okay. um they, they'll definitely do it at some point but you know i don't know when because really no one knows what that that's going to be like no um, and for people when things in are going to get theater. going again yeah, yeah. yeah. what a hit so yeah, they've taken a real hit yes a big hit yeah so but uh no it's still on the books it's you know i'm sure it's going to be done sometime Good. Yeah. Good. So, I'll be there. Yeah. I'll travel back whenever I'm allowed, and good. hopefully, good. And I'll see you because you're going to be at all of them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's right. You don't have to call oh. me and say which one are you going to. Like, <laughs> see you I there, Kathy. You You'll see me. <laughs> you're such a mom. I think that's just great. You know, I you, love it. Yeah, very devoted to your children well, and what they're up to, and you know, it's exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, I'm sure you, I'm sure you go see Beth when you get a can. I mean, there she she moved out to California too for some reason. Oh, I don't know yeah, why. I, we've, <laughs> I know I'd love to go out there. Well, I got I have two girls here, uh, seven grandkids here. So you know, there's a lot that's lovely oh, right right here. But I yeah. miss traveling out to see her, and we would just go on great adventures and. Uh, yeah, I miss that very much, but oh, so does everybody. You know, we're in the we'll same get boat back there. To it. Right, right, I know. Yeah, you got to come visit too, Kathy, when you're allowed. Well, we well, love we talking got... to you. Seriously loved it. Oh, it's I been keep... fun, fun. It's yeah. been lovely really to have you. It. Oh, and, gosh. And, and um, you know, that's really it. I have no, I have no closing <laughs> statements other than thank you for joining us. Oh, this well, has I been appreciate fun, your at. It's been fun, and I appreciate your asking me too. So oh I was gosh. thrilled. I'm thrilled. Yeah. Well, and everybody, we Will's not really things. on social media or anything, but you know, we'll pre- we, we like to post updates and stuff on our guests. So once this play is out, we'll make sure that the, the, the listeners, especially in Chicago, know to go once the world. All right, again. super. It'll be okay. fun. Okay. You, Kathy. Well, Kathy, All stay right. safe. Now you yep, have my you number, too. Kathy, so you can text me memes. Oh, I will. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, bye-bye. Have a good okay. rest of the day. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you, Kat. Okay, bye. Sure. Bye. Well, that was very fun. That was very fun I, I, talking to will, Kathy. Will had mentioned um, asking Kathy about a bowling story in her dad, and I forgot to ask that, but we were gabbing oh. away. Oh, yeah. Well, it was so fun hearing about the, you know, speech debate yeah i haven't thought about it in a long time teaching and her background that was fun yeah 
I know. I don't think she was like upset that I said I was scared of her. Scared of her is a, is a an exaggeration. I think probably just intimidated by a teacher. That's it. Sure. You know. Well, but I love. You wanted. But to do I your loved. Best. But she was a staple. So she's saying like, I can't believe you didn't remember me at your thing. He's like, No, I. It was like a comforting, nice thing. Like Will's parents are here, and that meant a lot. Mm-hmm. I think not just to any to everyone really. Okay. Like you know, you yeah. couldn't be there. Uh, cause no. you were busy. I didn't think I could come. Okay. Well, that's, now we know that that's <laughs> A lot excuse. of them were far away. Yeah. So my mom wasn't dedicated, but Kathy oh. was. I'm just kidding. But for real, I'm not, mom, I never was like begging you to come and. I know. I was going to say, it seemed like you were off. You, yes, Goodbye. exactly. I was off. See you Sunday. Uh, being in a hotel alone with other high schoolers. With Please kids. leave me alone. Sure. But, um. I just am saying I think they provided a level of comfort for everyone and support, whether the mm-hmm. kids talked to them or not. It was nice to have them yeah. there, Kathy and Lee. Well, but so. it's like you said, too. You were really in the zone, in that zone oh, of yeah. Talking to the wall I- by myself. <laughs> Speech and debate is so <laughs> weird. You walk into a high school and it, you knew exactly what was happening. If you walked into a high school uh, on a weekend – well, here's hoping you weren't. Oh yes, some thousands sort of, creep, of people. But you were allowed yeah. to be in the high school, <laughs> and you would see kids lining the hallways, talking to walls, doing their characters, and <laughs> running their pieces. So it was yeah. a weird experience. Any little place, yeah. And we had to. I remember you investing in a power suit for me, which I do appreciate. Oh Thank yeah, you. didn't we go to the Gap or no Limited. Express? Oh, Express. Express. Yeah, is where I got my power suit. It's a very cool suit. It's still up in your closet, girl. Well, I didn't throw I'll it put, away. Thank Plus your you. gymnastic clothing's up there too and all kinds of funny things. <laughs> it's probably stiff or rotting. <laughs> the gymnastics oh, is not. stiff. I check with it hairspray. every now and then. Suave hairspray. <laughs> and the suit is probably sweat covered or something, but I did feel powerful. Yes. Maybe I start wearing a suit on stage in twenty twenty one. Well, you could. It's not gonna happen. No. Okay. I go from suits all year. I mean, sweats who, all year um, to suits. I feel terrible. I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but who is your friend that does the stand-up and she's always dressed, just dressed? To the nines. To the nines. She's got her purse and... Not Kate Berlant, is her? It? Yes, Kate. It was Kate Berlant. Oh, yeah. Kate does yeah. like to wear nice, you know, a beautiful nice outfit. dresses. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're right. She kind of popped in my mind. Shout out to Kate Berlant. Yeah, shout out to Kate. She really impressed me. Well, this was a fun episode. Um, I'd say, like we said, follow Will on things, but he likes to be a little – he's not into social media. um, Okay. Because I think he enjoys uh, his mental health. Yes. (laughs) So he's not on there. Uh, but we love Will. But you can look him up. You could. You can find info about his – Absolutely, his um, work and – Plays in Timeline the Theater done. in Chicago. Yeah. And the TV shows. I mean, he's been yes. on some TV shows too. Chicago Fire, Chicago Justice. Yes. You could look at those. Station 11. Was mm-hmm. that one? Yeah. 19, but close. Oh, 19. <laughs> anyway. That's what um, I said. Station thank you, 19. Thank you all for listening. And um, like and subscribe and leave us a review. But if you don't have anything nice to say, Don't say anything at all, right? Thank you.
That's right. Um, Refugee1.org. That also sounds like a really worthwhile Yeah, get your uh, masks. We probably, Place to check out. Yeah, while you're waiting on the vaccine, up your masks. Yeah. I'm going to look okay. it up. I think that's really wonderful, the way she did it. I'm going to look it up before you. Well, you probably will. Okay, fine. All right. I love you. Okay. I love you. Bye. All right, Mom. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>